0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by WiseTail. Ever wonder how winning brands like Shake Shack, Chopped, and Torchy's Tacos scale their business and train employees, all while delivering an exceptional customer experience? They do it with WiseTail. Learn more at wisetail.com.
2: Welcome to Jupiter's Almanac. I'm Matthew Rayford, the great-great-great-grandson of Jupiter Gillyard, a former slave who bought the land I now farm in Georgia nearly 150 years ago. Through the years, my ancestors have passed on some essential and hard-earned wisdom about growing and producing the food we eat. It's my great honor to share that inheritance and to invite other farmers from Georgia and around the country to share their tips with you.
3: It's an opportunity for us to slow down and to connect
4: and to plug in. And the farm does that in a way that lets you connect and appreciate the life that exists and nurture and cultivate that. And then extend that to the relationships to the people who are in that house with you and your community.
2: So if you are just starting out, reconnecting with the land or a seasoned farmer, join the conversation.
5: And to be honest with you, it was like, would Warren come out and say, hey, I want to be a farmer? Probably not. I I consider myself a city kid. You know,
2: when we initially got a horse, you know, I have that New York City mindset, a horse, I'm thinking thoroughbred horse, aqueduct racetrack, (laughs) Belmont (laughs) racetrack, those type of things, you know, and, and, and slowly but surely, I'm starting
5: to understand a lot more.
6: I do remember early on, like, you know, the first month or two of dating, how we would daydream about starting a farm together. And it's kind of like, hold on, let's like pump the brakes and get to know each other first and then talk about that, you know?
4: (laughs) So what got me into chickens? Um, I always joke and say that a chicken saved my life. um, And it very much so did.
2: I'm interested in Black liberation that's ecological and that's not contingent upon... (sighs) these systems giving us anything. There's also something that's beyond this that I want and that I seek for our for our people and that's intimacy with the land and that's reliability.
4: And so for us, it's also this idea of connecting people back to the land and connecting our um, folks back to their ancestry. So what does it mean to organically, sustainably farm in our current economy and time?
2: Please subscribe to Jupiter's Almanac wherever you get your podcasts.
7: So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove.
4: Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte.
5: My name is Souther Teague.
7: And I'm Greg Benson.
5: Gentlemen, how are we doing today?
7: Pretty good. Pretty good for a 400th episode of this show, man. That's crazy. Yeah,
5: Yeah. auspicious day, right? Yeah. It's Um, wild. I mean, it is wild. Uh, Damon, of course, has been part of the show since the very beginning. Um, I came in about three and change years ago. And Greg, I guess, are you approaching a year at this point?
7: It's been... I came in um, March of 2019, I think. Because the first, the first show we ever did was uh, our friend Jess from down in Texas. So that well, the first show that I ever did with you all was that. And I think that was March of 2019? Well, over a
5: year. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, the, and the show keeps marching on and getting better and better, I think, every year.
7: I agree. Yeah, Definitely. Especially since March of
5: 2019. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Noted, the, the, now the two baritones in the room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and you know we're we're getting. Uh, um, I think the recognition that we're getting is growing. Right, this is the third year in a row nominated for Tales of the Cocktail Spirit Award for best Pod- podcast, broadcast or video series. Um, still didn't win, but you know what? I don't care. I don't care if we win. Uh, I think being in yeah. the, on the list year after year uh, is shows like we have sustainability. You know. Um, I agree, and also. You and I, the three of us, you know, we, we remember who won three years ago and two years ago and this year. But I, you know, I think most people don't even remember. So being on the list every year just keeps our name in the in the light. You know.
7: Yeah, exactly. Like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, we're like the the Leo DiCaprio of the Spirited Awards. Eventually, we just got to eat that bison liver and then we'll get it.
5: <laughs> Revenant.
7: Well, Damon, I kind of want to know, like, did you when you started the show way way back at like you know almost a decade ago, like what? If I, I've, I'm fascinated by these things about like the, just these little questions of like if you could go back in time and t- say to yourself from that moment like, hey, this is what the show's going to look like and it's still going to be on in nine years. It's going to have this following. It's going to be big. like What do you think Damon on show number one would say about that?
4: Um, well, I can tell you that uh, if you want to check out, anyone listening wants to check out the show, don't go all the way back to the very beginning. Um, <laughs> it's it's just really bad. I had some of the best guests on the very first shows. I had Tiki Adam Colesar, had Brad Miller, I had Thomas Wide, like these really great <clears> uh, <throat> figures in the bar community. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever watched the movie uh, Private Parts, the one about uh, Howard Stern. When he starts mm-hmm. doing his, when he starts becoming a, a, a radio host, he has this like froggy thing going on in his voice and he can't shake it. I think there's a lot of that going on for me. <laughs> um, just like weird, like just, you know, just trying to figure it out. Like as I went along, but yeah, in two months, it'll be 10 years that the speakeasy has been on heritage radio network. Wow. So it's pretty crazy. I was, um, I was a guest on the main show called the main course, uh, on December 5th repeal day. And that would have been, you know, 10 years ago next month. Right. So yeah, it's pretty crazy to think. I, I, I don't think I've done anything for 10 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> especially not anything that I don't get paid for uh, you know <laughs> Yeah, amazing. so yeah it's been great but you know to me it's it's it always gets better and you know there's just always more to talk about that's what I love about the spirits industry and bartending there's always more to learn you can never know it all and there's never there's never a dull moment and there's always someone to talk to and you know especially lately we've been really I feel like we've been you know we've more or less become uh, like news reporters with yeah. uh, what's going on in the world and the industry and that's been really great but today we're going to going to take a break from that side of it and just have a, a fun, relaxing time. Yeah, a little bit more lighthearted today. <laughs> not, not so,
5: not so, you know, pandemic or civil unrest related uh, today. So, um, but I want to still dig a little deeper. You, you were on the main show, which was called the Main Course with Patrick, right? That was that, that yeah. long ago. That was t- that, in, on December fifth. That'll be ten years ago. That and Heritage Radio Network just turned ten years old last year. So, you you know, SpeakEasy's been on the network nearly as long as the network has existed. It's true. Yeah, um,
4: exactly. There were. There was a uh, beer sessions with Jimmy Carbone. Yep. Um, and then there was, a, there was a wine show that was kind of more of a series uh, mm-hmm. situation. And I was on the main course with Patrick and, and Katie. And they, you know, after, uh, after we closed the show, I got an email. And they said, that was really great. What do you think about having your own show about bartending and bar culture and history? And, uh, you know, I asked. You know, just one important question. How much does it pay?
5: Yes. <laughs>
4: they said nothing, and I said, perfect, I'll do it.
5: <laughs> you know, this, this isn't about you're, you know, you're a hard negotiator, Mr. Bolte. Everyone knows well, that's about you. <laughs> that,
4: that's, that's hospitality, man. You know, this I don't do this for me. I do this, you know, I, it needed to happen, and I'm glad that it's been around. I'm glad that we have so many listener, listeners in, uh, I think, over 65 countries yeah. to date. Um, yeah it's been really great you know we've we've had a lot of great times with it and I wouldn't trade it for anything so thanks yeah. to everyone for listening for the last almost 10 years it and 400 episodes.
5: Yeah we kind of raced up to 400 with the pandemic being on we were, we were there for a while there we were cranking out three uh, often three three episodes a week but definitely two episodes a week for a, a straight run. Um so yeah, yeah. we kind of it kind of raced up on us and we're still of course amid the, the pandemic um but we're going to kind of lighten the load and Talk to some people about uh, a little bit more sort of, I don't know, the lighter side of the you know, nerdy-ass mixology world. Um, so, uh, Greg, why don't you please introduce our esteemed guests for the day?
7: Absolutely. So uh, joining us today, we have Aaron Goldfarb. Uh, he's a great writer. He just won at Tales of the Cocktail for a piece that he published last year. And we also have, uh, joining us formerly of Mahalo.com, but currently of the California school system, please welcome Janae Nyberg. Uh, yeah. Thanks.
6: Welcome, guys.
7: Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us.
6: Thank you for having, for having us. us.
7: <laughs> of course. So, uh, I... Think that it's pretty likely that if you're a listener to this show, you have encountered uh Janae before in some capacity. Uh she is the star of a video that came out in 2010 about how to make an old fashioned that's been making the rounds on the internet for sure. Uh but last year, Aaron, you were, you know, did a did what I think was a pretty excellent Where is She Now piece. And you actually sort of got some of the backstory behind that video that obviously everyone that's just been watching it and sharing it and you know linking it uh hadn't seen before and it really i mean it was i i loved it and i think it was one of the most shared pieces of drinks and beverage and just general food writing that i saw in all of 2019 and it obviously really struck a chord with a lot of people uh the the folks that are on this show right now very much included um what do you what are the both of you make of that? Why do you think it hits such a specific nerve with people and really resonated now of all times?
3: Um, well, people love Janae. They really do. And <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, if I told people I'm on a podcast with her right now, they, they'd lose their mind. And when I interviewed her before I uh, even wrote the article, the, the, the people in the punch offices, all of whom are women, they were they were they were giddy. It was like I was talking to the biggest celebrity in the world, which Janae might be. Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh,
8: <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: the biggest oh, yeah.
5: maybe maybe one of the biggest celebrities in our world for sure.
3: Well, you know, in the in the in the article, I call her the most viral vi- uh, viral uh, bartender of all time. Over you know. You know, Professor Jerry Thomas and, and, you know, Tom Cruise from Cocktail and even you, you guys. So, uh, I think she might very well be. I mean, millions and millions and millions of people have, have seen and shared those videos. And I'm not sure I've ever met anyone who hasn't, hasn't seen them before. So, you know, people were very excited to, uh, to get the backstory. And I think Janae told me I was the first journalist ever to reach out to her in in a whole decade, which is crazy. Wow.
5: That's incredible. I mean, that's like shocking to me. Um, Just for the sake of our listeners, Aaron, can you kind of like outline that original video and and what it is that made it so popular in our <laughs> in our in our bubble you know i know we're, I know we're in the bubble right we're, we're the mixology bubble we're the the nerds who, who geek out on everything but these videos weren't necessarily targeted for us but they became wildly visible in our crew and I, i'm i'm guilty i at least annually if not sometimes twice a year i posted this video and uh, cheekily would, would say to my my listeners in my audience you know hey this is how it's done by the way don't forget because i like to poke fun at myself and poke fun at our business uh, and these videos were a great tool for doing that so you can you just kind of outline what those videos are about or this, at least the specific one the, yeah. there were dozens well, I mean, as, I, as far as I can tell
3: there's well I was blown away and one of the things that most people who read the story were kind of latched onto was that she she did a hundred videos in two days like a hundred a co- hundred cocktails. Yeah. and I know you I know you guys are real pros but think about doing a hundred different yeah. cocktails on air no way um, <laughs> and they I let her tell. They didn't even give her any instructions. It was just a a laundry list. Here are the 100 to do. Knock knock yourself out. And, you know, for whatever reason, the Old Fashioned the one that went the most viral. I guess it is the most famous cocktail. And what I remind people of in the story uh, is, you know, your mom knows how to make an Old Fashioned now. But back in 2010, you know, we were still four years away from Robert Simonson's kind of iconic book on the Old Fashioned, you know. This was still a time where most bars, especially most bars not located in in Brooklyn, New York or San Francisco, were muddling. We're adding, you know, soda water from the gun. So for people to watch this and snark on it like, you know, oh, I can make a better old fashioned than that. Well, in 2010, you probably weren't. But, you know, it's not like Janae is necessarily messing up. It's just everything's going wrong. There's there's no as far as i can tell bitters actually in the bitters bottle um, she you know they don't they don't give her uh, any sort of tools so she's using like a wooden spoon to stir um, she 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 was given a bucket of ice at the start of the day and had to just keep kind of filtering straining out the ice. melting <laughs> water yeah straining <laughs> ice yeah
5: there. yeah we've all been there actually that happens at every event we work <laughs> every hrn
4: <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> fundraising event <of> yeah
3: <laughs> yeah it's just you know i think it's actually an example of someone really uh keeping their cool and performing under pressure because nothing's going right and she told me that she didn't even get to do second take so you know if she sloshed uh ice on the table well that's staying in right
5: <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah a testament to sort of perseverance to the bit you know um <clears throat> Uh, and then of course uh, we uh, as the internet is wont to do we just picked this thing apart right yeah (laughs) um
6: to be fair, you know, they were pretty hilarious. It's like, I remember watching them when they first came out, and I was like, Did I say that? I was like, Geez, you know, nothing was scripted. It was just off the top of my head. I had worked the night before. I was, you know, not going to lie, a little hungover. Um, <laughs> it was like eight o'clock in the morning, Santa Monica, and I'm just like, whatever. I get there, there's nothing. You know, there's no pore spots, no jiggers, no nothing. And so, the same thing when they're like, I was like, You guys don't even have a muddler. I was like, Well, let's go see what you guys have in your office kitchen. And I was like, Well, I guess we're going to use a wooden spoon. <laughs> and it was just kind of. We were rolling with it, and it's, it's funny because they really, they're not informational or instructional at all, but I do find them to be humorous, and I think, you know, that may be why they gathered so much steam, but like you guys said, um, I had kind of worked as a bartender in corporate bartending at first, which is not the same. It's like when you're working at an Outback Steakhouse, and they're giving you specific recipes, and you're using jiggers. I mean, that's not really the craft, you know, the skill that many of you guys have, um, but I still remember when I finally started bartending in West Hollywood and I, my bar manager, Levi Lupercio, was one of those that was very kind of snooty and was like, oh, you don't know anything. And he did educate me. And so it's like for me, he, I can say, was who was responsible for me actually knowing the difference between my single motts versus my blended and, you know, pretty much all of that just information that you have to know. I, I didn't know a lot of that until I was working in West Hollywood. But when I did shoot these particular videos, you know, I was already working at Katana. So it's just I kind of was just... Well, I guess I mean none of the recipes had I even heard of half of them,
5: right? Yeah, there's some there's some great ones in that catalog, but I yeah, yeah. but I do I, I do find it fascinating again that I didn't realize there were a hundred. I knew that there were dozens. That the, the old fashioned is the one that it keeps coming back to, keeps coming back to. Um, and you know I I, I really applaud you honestly for for marching through. A, I can't even imagine doing a hundred in <laughs> two days. Seriously. I do I do shoots, and it's like man, if we get twenty done in a day, that's amazing. Um. Uh, so uh, that's just incredible. But you you kind of, your upbringing, you were always looking to be in front of a camera, right? Yes. So this was an opportunity and you took it.
6: Correct. That was exactly it. It was I'm like, well, maybe this will be good for hosting, you know, a hosting reel or something, you know, always looking for something. And yeah, I had started doing theater when I was just a little girl in church. And then when I was eight, I joined like a little community theater company <laughs> and you know, I loved acting, I loved being on stage, and when I finally did a few little things, um, like some guest star work on soap operas in L.A. and whatnot, I really did love being on camera. And so this was just, it was something I auditioned for, and I made a skinny margarita, Um for the audition and then they had me come back and they hired me. And so to me, it really was like a kind of an acting gig more than a bartending gig. And so that's kind of how I viewed it was more hosting. They actually have brought me back to host for, uh, I interviewed a, like a sommelier and we were talking about pairing wine with food. And so, you know, I viewed it just as a company that was kind of putting content out there and it was a possible way for me to get, you know, some kind of recognition. Not Apparently I got a different kind of recognition than I was thinking, but, you know.
5: Listen, foot in the door, 2010, like how do you say no to that opportunity, right?
6: Exactly.
5: Um, so this uh, seems like a good spot to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors uh, here at Heritage Radio Network. We'll be right back. And we're going to keep talking with Janae Nyberg and Aaron Goldfarb about redemption. We're going to talk about redemption next, so stay tuned.
1: This episode is brought to you by Wisetail. Ever wonder how winning brands like Shake Shack, Chopped, and Torchy's Tacos scale their business and train employees, all while delivering an exceptional customer experience? They do it with Wisetail. Wisetail is a state of the art learning management system built to engage and empower your workforce. With a modern user interface and intuitive course authoring capabilities, WiseTail has helped hundreds of businesses achieve their growth goals. Plus, WiseTail has experts on call to help you bring your vision to life with their world-class client success team. Come see how WiseTail's award-winning training platform can go to work for you. As a special offer, HRN listeners are eligible for their first month free. Learn more at wisetail.com slash HRN. That's wisetail.com slash H-R-N. W-I-S-E-T-A-I-L dot com slash H-R-N. Terms and conditions apply. Visit their website for more details.
4: And we're back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network, episode 400. 400. Yeah. Have a good time here um, talking with Janae Nyberg about the old-fashioned video amongst 99 more videos that she shot <laughs> in a very short period of time. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, so not a lot of people know this, but I I actually had a, a quick stint in acting, and to me, these videos are more about, they're a little bit more theater than an actual, like, video production, right? You kind of have your one take to get it right, you're on stage, if that, like like aaron said if the if you slosh some ice up onto the bar you know that's got to stay in um i remember whenever i was acting i'm also a musician so there'd be times where i would be playing a song on stage and playing guitar and maybe a song that i wasn't very familiar with these physical acts that go along with that you know it's it's not easy to simply remember lines and movement and your your marks on stage but then you're acting with this on top of that with a like a physical activity that is to be honest pretty awkward right you're making a yeah. cocktail on in a set that's like uncomfortable right you're well don't essentially- forget, sort
5: of, almost sort of ginger rogers like too you were on the back side of the bar making drinks to face out and, and the bar was low it was a table it looked like a table with a black tablecloth on it it was
6: a table right so you're kind of
5: like <laughs> dancing backwards you know
6: yeah, it was a very odd setup. Um and all the, bo- you know, the bottles they had them all stacked in front of me and normally, you know, obviously I have my my well set up how I want my well set up and everything. Right. So, it was definitely an awkward setup for sure.
4: Well, I applaud you for getting through that. It's amazing. I mean, like just to just <laughs> to guess. get out there and do it alone. A lot of people are like kind of st- you know, they get stage fright or the camera shy and, like to add in these like physical activities that you've got to like put in. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. A lot, a lot.
6: <laughs> Thank you.
4: So good for you. Um, I think we were going to maybe start talking about the um, I think Souther, you had a point you wanted to talk about?
5: Yeah, yeah, I just uh, it's shocking to me, Aaron, that you know, and Janae that the that Aaron's the first person to reach out to you. Um, is what Aaron said, but off the air you mentioned he wasn't the first person to reach out to you, he's the first person to reach out to you with a pitch that you that, that was enticing to you. We'll talk a little bit more about that.
6: That is completely accurate. I I mean, I had so many messages that some were just downright mean, some were just trying to poke fun, or they're... You know and and they kind of were acting like they did want to talk to me about it and maybe you know do some type of story, but it was always in a very negative light and Aaron was the first person that actually reached out to me and was seeking truth was like, "Hey, you know I get that probably a lot of people have said some not nice things, but I just kind of want to know the truth the back story and I mean that 's what a good journalist does right if you 're actually investigating the story you don 't just come with the assumption that you know and when he called me, he was very kind and actually was asking me questions versus um, what I had experienced before and so On that note, I was like, okay, I do want to do this. I do. I would like to get the actual story out there, and I really appreciate Aaron for doing that for me.
4: Yeah, Yeah, there's too much much cocktail shaming, you know. Over the past decade, there's been so much cocktail shaming and cocktail nerdery, stump the bartender, all that stuff, and it's just you're like as as a customer at the bar or someone who's viewing your videos or reading your articles, like, come on, come on, we're out here giving you this experience and some insight into what's going on here like, take it a little easy yeah you didn't
5: have to pay for this we did it for you um yeah right <laughs> so bring it down a notch um so Aaron yeah talk a little bit more about that as a journalist what what piqued your interest in wanting to kind of reach out to Janae and get this story because you know at first glance you I look at this video the old one uh, we'll talk about the new one soon but I look at the old video and I think to myself this is laughable, it's funny, it's cheeky, it takes the piss out of a lot of things. Um, But I didn't think any... Not one moment did I think to myself, I would like to know where this woman is now. I would like to know what she's thinking. What made you think those things?
3: Well, you know, there's always... uh, Almost always an interesting story behind something ridiculous. It didn't just become ridiculous like... (laughs) Janae wasn't trying to make a viral video and like screwing up and neither were you know so you know it actually It it doesn't even start with me. It starts with my friend uh, Lizzie Monroe, who's the art director at Punch And we have a good rapport and she kind of knows stories I'll do a good job on So you know she she said to Chloe Frouchette, who's my editor, have Aaron see what Janae's up to And I, the second they told me that, I was like, oh, man, if, if I pull this off, this is going to be a real hit. But it's going to be it's going to be tough because, you, you know, you felt I felt that
5: you felt that in your gut from the beginning. You thought this was going to be a hit. I mean, it obviously is.
3: Yeah. The, the, the second Chloe told me that I I was like, yes, if I if I can pull this off. And I didn't think I would necessarily pull it off because I said to myself, you know, Janay's been ma- being made fun of on the Internet for a decade. Why is she going to talk to another, you know, <laughs> another white guy? Um, and, you know, I've been writing on the Internet for 20 years. And I, you know, the early aughts on the Internet right around and up to 2010, it was a lot of very broy testosterone-driven writing. And, and I definitely did did some of that. And, you know, as I grew older, grew out of it, thankfully. Um, so, So I could already imagine how... Uh, poorly she'd been treated since it went viral. So I, I was kind of nervous about how am I actually gonna get her to talk to me? And I almost chickened out and almost asked Chloe to email her cause I thought she might respond to a woman. And I said, you know what, just, why don't you just be honest? Just email her, say, you know, I, I'm sure you have a side of the story that's never been told and I, I'd like to hear it. Uh, well, first of all, she was actually pretty hard to track down. She might not be as hard now. Uh, cause she got married and changed her name and, and, um, uh, mostly quit acting. So she's kind of been out of the spotlight and doesn't have a massive web presence or, or didn't back in October. So I, I, I tracked down her email address and I won't tell you how I did, but, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, fi- I figured out what it was and I, I emailed her and I, I said that, you know, I'd just love to hear your side of the story. Cause I'm sure it, it hasn't been told. And she responded in 20 minutes and said you know i have a break in a half hour call me and my my heart really fluttered i was like oh my god i was you know i've I've interviewed celebrities i've interviewed matthew mcconaughey i've interviewed peyton manning but i was like oh man i'm gonna get to talk to janae i was really psyched and um <laughs> that's awesome
5: she, awesome.
3: <laughs> she really she really has like the absolute best attitude because you know i, I i've you know lived in a semi-public presence as a writer for a long, long time. And you just get absolutely destroyed on the internet. And I've never been made fun of as much as she probably has. But if I had, I'd probably crawl in a damn hole. So her attitude is just unbelievable. And and she was just a, a delight to talk to. And um, I guess I was right, it did turn out to be be a hit. And I, I can't believe we're still talking about it, but people people can't get enough of it.
5: Janae, Janae, to what do you attribute that sort of like uh, cheery attitude in in light of like, I'm sure, again, how much sort of ridicule you probably took for this?
6: Um, You know, I guess I just I've never been one to take myself too seriously. And for me, it's kind of like funny because I'm like, these people don't know me. I'm like, so they have no idea what they're talking about. And I'm like, if, it, if it's giving them that much entertainment and joy, I am glad that they are having that much joy right now because I'm like, you know, I guess people watch shows and I'm like, I think it's, I thought it was very funny myself that they really thought I thought I was bartending. Like that that, 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 that would, be, would be what I would do. You know, it's like, I wouldn't actually do that. And you're exactly right. When I even think about being a bartender, which um, I was, you know, for a long time, that's how I paid for UC Davis. That's how I paid for my master's degree as bartending um but I never felt like it was I mean the drink yes was important but a lot of the time you know it's that rapport we're also in the hospitality industry and I'm like that was even more important Is yes I can make a really good drink but I also make somebody feel welcome and I had so many customers that would come you know and they wanted to have intellectual conversations because I worked at a high-end bar and so it was just funny to me that people really viewed it as oh here's this dumb blonde who and some oh she's wearing a low-cut top or whatever and it's like all this stuff that they're trying to figure out to dissect and I'm just like My goodness, you guys must have too much time on your hands. I don't have that much time. (laughs) I'm like, geez. Um, but, you know, I think that's why. And the fact that I can laugh at it, too. I mean, my mom and I watch them and laugh. I, I showed them to my brother and I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys, can you believe that I made a purple pirate? I'm like, who drinks Captain Morgan and like grape juice or whatever it was? I'm like, <laughs> Did I really end it with yo-ho-ho, a pirate's life for me? And I'm like, wow, I don't know what I was doing <laughs> over there. I mean, I was ad living like crazy on these videos. And so, I mean, to me, I, I got what people were laughing. My husband and I still sometimes will look at them and we'll be, you know, on the floor rolling. Like, oh, my goodness, did you really say that. Yes you did. Um and so well, I again,
5: guess again again a hundred cocktails in two days, even if that's forty eight hours, that's two an hour to set up complete uh you know, create dialogue. Like that's So you're surely just shooting from the hip after number
6: 10. Oh, we had a spreadsheet. It was on an Excel spreadsheet. It would have the name of the drink and what ingredients (laughs) they wanted in it. And I was like, okay. And, I mean, a lot of them, I'm like, were either wrong. Um, They wanted me to use Captain Morgan's in a mojito. And I was like, no, no, no. We do not use Spice Rum in a mojito. (laughs) Um, But a lot of it, I mean, who uses sugar cubes? They didn't even have simple syrup. They had sugar cubes for me. And I'm like, who... I don't know. Um, I'm like, so I'm like, okay, let's just do this. Uh, Right, it's your show, right?
5: We're just going to do what you were asking me to do, right?
6: Exactly. So, I mean, it was literally about a minute, minute and a half, and they'd say, okay, go. And I'd say, hi, I'm Janay from Mahalo.com. I'm going to teach you how to make a. And that was just on repeat, you know? And then they'd say, all right, cut. Next one, next one. And there was no break in between either. We went from eight o'clock in the morning till about noon, and then we had lunch, and then we went back and shot till about three. And then I left because I had to go to work. And so I started my shift at 4, and then they had me come back the next day at 8 again. And I was like, okay, i got to go. i got to be at work. I'm opening the bar at Katana. And So, you know, but, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And, I mean, it is funny to me that, like, many people, millions of people took time to write really long reviews on these videos. (laughs) And I'm like,
5: wow, okay. At the time that all that kind of began, did you begin to regret it? And then currently today, do you regret it? Or did you ever regret it?
6: So in the beginning, at first, I kind of did. I was like, a little... You're exactly right. Your feelings do get a little hurt. I'm over it now. But at first, when you read some of the mean stuff, you're like, wow. Um, like, you do. You feel a little kind of stupid. You feel a little ridiculed. And you're like, maybe I shouldn't have made these. Um, but then I kind of got over it. And I never really did give me any kind of, like, acting leg up, you know. So it was kind of like, all right. It was a paycheck and it was something. Um... But now, you know, that it's brought me to Aaron and he got to write that nice story. And I had the opportunity to go to Beam um, in Chicago and I got to shoot a new video and kind of meet them. And it's actually opened my eyes to to learning about the tale of the cocktails um, and to looking at, you know, uh, wine and spirit writers and so forth. And kind of opened my eyes to a whole nother world that I didn't know about. So I guess it all turned out in a good thing.
7: It's all about yeah. the long it's game, like... man. The long <laughs> Ten game. years later, it all paid off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can I, I want to know, like, what was the moment like when you first had that sense of like, oh shit, this is going viral. Like, did someone send it to you and was like, yo, is this you? Or did you kind of like, how did, how did you, what was it like when you were just kind of going about your day and then all of a sudden the realization dawned on you? It's like, I think I'm becoming a meme.
6: Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so I actually had some friends that then shared it with me and they were sharing it like on my Facebook and then I had actually students all of a sudden that were seeing it and then they were they were defending me. They were like, hey, that's my teacher. She's really smart. Don't say that about her. And it was like crazy because all of a sudden my high school students are telling me about this and I'm like, what? Who, who shared this? What is this one? You know, and I didn't even know. Um... But yeah, that was basically how is I, it wasn't like I was Googling myself or looking this up, but then people would see it and they would Facebook me. And some of some of them were even my high school students at the time. I was teaching um, AP government at Rio Vista <laughs> High School at the time. And my students were like, she's actually really smart. She teaches my AP class, you know, or whatever. But yeah, it was a little crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize how many people had seen them.
5: I mean, I'm scrolling wow. right now. Uh, also, through.
7: I'm just stunned that at the at the the good behavior of your high school students. I don't know that <laughs> as like a 16 year old, I would have taken that nearly as in stride as they did.
6: <laughs> yeah, I I mean, am so I'm so blessed. I'm, my kids have always been really, really good. I have had great relationships with all of my students, and thankfully, I have not had any issues.
5: Yeah.
4: Hey, anyone scr- who can make 100 cocktails, cocktail <laughs> videos in two days, and teach kids. And have them be really nice and cool and, and cordial. I my kudos to you. You're the, you're the
5: coolest person yeah. I
8: know. <laughs> yeah, thank you.
5: A multi multi disciplinary. Yeah, I'm scrolling yeah. through YouTube right now, looking at uh, I, again. I didn't realize there were so many. And I, I don't think I've come across even one that's got less than a hundred thousand views. And uh, there's one here that's got four million views. Like this is incredible uh, numbers that are out there. So so many people have seen these things. And then. Aaron, uh, through through the work at Punch, decided to kind of redeem it. And then you mentioned just briefly that you got to go to Beam, you got to meet some cool people, you learned about Tales of the Cocktail, um, which, by the way, I think you'd be a great presenter at, at next year's uh, uh, awards if, if we can do it live again. Um, but uh, uh, Aaron, talk or both of you, I think, talk about the redemption video, the video that was made to kind of like redeem it, because I love that video just as much as the original one, because you kind of you poke fun at yourself in that one too
3: well i i'm uh I'm friendly with Dan Cohn who's with Beam Centauri, and you know they'll never miss an opportunity to capitalize on some some virality uh Be- Beam white is what she's pouring in the original video, so Dan asked if I could connect her and of course uh you know the last decade, despite the millions of views, she's not got a cent of royalties for all of all of that fame so Uh, I introduced uh, her to Dan, and hopefully uh, she made a nice little payday on there. But I don't even know that side of the story. I guess you flew to Chicago?
6: I did. I did get to fly to Chicago, um, so that was very nice, and uh, got there in the evening, and um, then went there in the morning to Beam, and got to hang out with some very cool people, shoot the video, um, yes, they did give me some money, so that was good too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Uncle
5: Uncle Jim's got some money.
6: Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, so it was good. It was a very good experience. Um, I got to meet Amy, um, and so, you know, yeah, they, they actually had, um, her there to, you know, make sure that I was actually doing things right this time, which was good. And we didn't do just one take, you know, it was actually like, we did a few. And I, this time I did actually taste my old fashioned and it was really good. <laughs> Whereas in the original video, I would not have drank that much less. I don't really drink it at eight o'clock in the morning anyways, but.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah. I almost know. asked about that because you said that uh, <laughs> the first day, you know, you were kind of hungover going into it. And I was like, man, she made 50 cocktails, especially stuff that had a lot of, Like, just straight-up sugar cubes and and Uh, spiced rums in it. I wonder what the the next morning was like to shoot the next 50, but...
7: (laughs) but Yeah,
5: Yeah, I'm also at least a little bit curious to know, like, do you have any recollection, and maybe you don't after 10 years, but... Uh, what what order of the sequence was the old fashioned? Was that early in the day, late in the day? Like how many how many so that, had you canned at that, that, that was point? much
6: later. We started with weird stuff that I had never even heard of, and then um, <laughs> I think it, I think it was like an hour in when they wanted me to make the mojito with the Captain Morgan's, and I was like, no, no, and. You know, and then I'm looking at some of these and I was like, okay, nobody orders this. I'm like, I don't even know. Um, Some of them were kind of normal. Like, I think I made a surfer on acid in one of them. And I'm like, okay, college students, when I used to work in this bar in downtown SAC, I'm like, can they used to order that as a shooter? I'm like, that's at least something sort of that people order. Um, But yeah, the old fashioned was not in the beginning. That was, I think even if you look, the bottle of bourbon is kind of like not as full because we were using the same bottles for the whole. um,
5: Right.
3: And no no bitters either. No bitters by then.
6: Yeah. no bitters yeah
5: st- it was just like well uh so uh, obviously it looks like to me that you had the old video on hand uh, to 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 look at and create a shot list for the new video because there are definitely parts in there that you you harken back to the old one uh, and how do you feel about that like being able to on video confirm and redeem yourself about some of the maybe mistakes or whatever went wrong you know like you, you you literally have a you have tools around you you have the right everything looks proper in the new video but you do uh, I, it's been a while since i watched the new video but you do even talk about some of the prior mistakes in the current one is that correct
6: Yeah. Dan had told me he specifically wanted me to do that. He was like, you know, they even, we shot two versions or one, it was just hi, I'm Janae and I'm back. And the other one was hi, I'm Janae from Mahalo because they really did want to draw parallels. (laughs) And I even get for them because I did use Jim Beam in the original video. So it's like, all right, I used to use the Jim Beam white. Now we have the better, you know, new and improved Jim Beam black that we're using. Um, and so they did specifically want me to refer back to that, and I did appreciate that opportunity to kind of be like, I get it, that was crazy and not right, but here's how <laughs> we do it properly.
5: Uh, I don't know if any of it was crazy, though, Janae. Like, the bottom line is, you looked like you're having fun in, the, in both videos, and I'm certain, yeah. that, I'm certain that everyone watching the videos has fun, whether or not they take it seriously or take it, you know, as comedy. Like, uh, you know, I've enjoyed those videos over the years. And, and now, frankly, I'm going to probably spend the rest of my afternoon scrolling <laughs> through some of the other ones because I only there, thought there was like a dozen or so, but there's there, a hundred. So I'm going to go look them all up.
3: There are some oh, absolutely yes. there are some absolutely insane ones, Suther. And if if you have heard of every cocktail in there, I would there's like one called the Harrison Ford. There's like I, I don't even I've not heard of about 20 of these cocktails.
5: I mean, I see, I see a project coming up. Somebody, I know, I was gonna say, somebody needs to remake all one hundred.
4: Yeah.
8: I think so you, know you know somebody who
6: is. Um, there, it's a it's a small distillery in Australia because they reached out to me recently and it's Han, um, Henry Hammersla, Hammersky, something like that. He has a show, like he has a little podcast. Uh, well, I think yeah, it's like he does a podcast as well. And they actually went through and were remaking every single one of my videos. <laughs> and I was like, wow. and then they actually tried the drinks. They did them the way that I made them, and I'm like, ew. And that's the reason I even remember the surfer on acid. Because we finally got to the surfer on acid, and that one at least tasted good. <laughs> Just like, you guys are crazy. You remade those nasty drinks. I'm like, well, good for you.
3: Today, did you just, did you just did you just dump them in a garbage can afterwards? What did you do?
6: Yes, that's exactly right. They just got dumped. Uh, and then we had like a big bucket, and so I just dumped the I only had the one glass too, and there was no sink, so we would just use the same glass oh. for a single one. <laughs>
5: I, just, I can't imagine the film crew and all the effort that you go through to make something that you know is going to be permanent. Video and photos are permanent, right? Especially <laughs> with the internet. It goes up and it never goes away. How on earth did they not have you better prepped? It seems just foolish. Did they not have a technical director there to be like, no, she's going to need a muddler. She's going to need a jigger. She's going to need, you know, like... I
6: they think really she said
3: didn't. there's two crew members, right? Wasn't there only yes. two crew members? Yeah.
6: There was two crew guys, and I don't think that they knew exactly even what they were looking for. And they clearly didn't know how to... I mean, I'm, for all I'm concerned, they must not drink because they didn't even know, like, you know. Um, it's like, you do, you wouldn't drink this, really. But, yeah, there was two people, a table draped in a tablecloth, a bunch of bottles of stuff. And then they had just bought, like, maraschino cherries, some sugar cubes. There was absolutely nothing there. I mean, they hadn't even told me what they wanted me to wear. They were just like, oh, wear something. And I was like, okay, why we the, the first videos were all in all black because let's be real, bartenders typically wear all black and that's pretty much what I wore to Katana all the time. So I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, there was really no direction and they had no tools. And I mean, the fact that we didn't even have a sink or anything, you know, it, it was kind of gross everything was sticky by the end of the shoot and oh, the tablecloth yeah. was wet and you know, it's like, okay, well. <laughs>
5: hey, did listen- you, they, did you? They, they got what they needed, I guess, in the end, and so did you. So it's, it's and here we are <laughs> yeah. today. Like it all worked out, apparently. Yeah. yeah.
7: Did you ever get a sense why a search engine was d- doing this? Like, what sort of boardroom, uh, like, bro fest led to like, dude, we should just shoot a bunch of cocktail videos. That'll totally drive traffic. Did you ever sort of get a sense of like what the thought process was there, or why they even decided to do uh, undertake this project in the first place?
6: I know what they said. I don't know that that's accurate, but they said they were like an educational website and they wanted to like teach people about cocktails. <laughs> and then they, then they had me do another one. They wanted to teach people how to pair their food with wine. And they were like, we do a lot of things that it's supposed to kind of be like an educational website. So they said, but I'm like, well, then you should at least make sure that you're educating people accurately, I suppose. You know. So I, I don't know, <laughs> but I think they're not in business anymore. So clearly they, they did not meet their goals. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The- <laughs> So those unbelievable view numbers aren't even views from the original videos. They're all copies no, exactly. that've been put yeah, back on.
5: No, exactly. That's <clears throat> that's even what I'm. I'm really kind of blown away by just the sheer number of people who've, who've seen these on the on the reposts. You know, uh, and and like yeah, and the fact that you, uh, you know, as Aaron said, you you didn't see a penny of you know royalties from no. from, from any of the videos, from any of the brands that you used, and you know different times. Um, but man. It's incredible that you're out there, and and again, really, you're you're so sort of unflappable, it seems, uh, and I'm sure that helps out when you're dealing with a, a, a room full of high school kids. Um, but I also feel we've talked about it many times, Damon and I, uh, on and off air. I feel like uh, you know bartending is is like wrangling kids in a lot of ways, so you know, oh yes, the skill <laughs> the skill set translates a little bit. Um, um, but yeah, you're you're so charming, and I'm really I was. So happy to see this article come out. I was so happy to see the second video, the redemption. Like this, this story has such a great arc, and I'm I'm really really glad uh, for you, Aaron, for winning the uh, Tales of the Cocktail award for it. It's 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 incredible.
8: Thank
3: you so much. Uh, I feel silly. I just told Janae's story. It was actually one of one of the easiest articles I've ever written. I talked to her for a half hour, wrote the story, and the rest is history. So uh, I'm thankful for her for sharing it. I'm thankful for. Lizzie and Chloe for putting the idea in my head and I'm thankful for everyone for enjoying it. Um, now everyone seems to be nice to her online saying, well, you know, uh, uh, I guess that was a long time ago and I'd probably drink a 12 ounce old fashion if she gave it to me.
5: <laughs> hey, <man>. uh, <laughs> pandemic times, sign me up. Where do I get one? Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take all the bourbon I can get right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, so Janae, uh, the, the quest now, uh, you've left the arena of bartending, you've left the arena of you know, seeking out being an, an actor, maybe even a country music star, <coughs> we that there. Um, and you're on to teaching. you have any interest uh, in maybe going back if, 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 if an offer was made?
6: Yeah, I mean, you, I can't ever say no to that because it's one of those things that it's always, you know, it's always going to be in the back of my my little heart and my mind. Um, I've even said to my husband because I've been like, well, you know, now that I'm starting to like, yes, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. And it kind of gives you a thought and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I could do a YouTube channel because I do love to cook and we do host a lot of dinner parties, not so much with this lovely COVID-19, but we used to have people over all the time and I like to come up with crazy ornate dinners and usually like a themed cocktail or whatever. And I was like, you know, I could, I could make my own channel and so I start to think of different little things and you know I, I love teaching and um, I l- like that too but if an opportunity presented itself um, there's probably a chance that I would take it
5: I mean I'm happy to hear that I think you should start your own YouTube channel and I, maybe yeah. you should pick each of those videos and post them and then follow that up with a video of you redoing it um, that'd be a great platform to just begin on and get some content up for people to see uh, and I, I, I would tune in so
3: I would tune in Thanks. too yep
4: definitely oh yeah um,
5: get brand sponsorship, uh, you know, turn all that stuff, t- turn that frown upside down. Yes. You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, I, I've just forayed into YouTube myself uh, a couple of weeks ago, I launched my own YouTube channel and it's doing pretty well so far. And uh, the whole notion is coming up with what your sort of hook is, what your what your channel is all about. Um, so I've just been laying down some foundational videos to talk about who I am first, but you, you've already got that. People already know who you are. I think it'd be a pretty easy platform for you to jump on and uh, you know, there's a hundred pieces of content for you right away. Uh, and then you can then you could branch off into your, you know, dinner party cocktail theme and be that hostess that you mentioned earlier. Like those are, these are all great ideas, I think.
6: Well, thank I'm you. And it. I'm excited for you about your channel as well. That's very cool.
5: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You can check it out. I'm creative drunk on, on everything, including YouTube. Um, oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, this has been a fascinating conversation. So happy to have you guys on for our 400th. Uh, it's a big deal for us to be here. It's a big deal for us to, as Damon said, we don't do this for, for money. Uh, we certainly don't do it for fame. We we do it because we enjoy doing it. We, we get to talk to people who are legends in our field or, or comrades or, or, or just pals. Um, and it, it brings us a great deal of fulfillment, which Janae mentioned earlier. You know, that's why you end up really doing what you do. Um, you know, you, you can you can eschew fame and fortune for fulfillment and and, and live a great life. Um, so, man, I'm, I'm just maybe, maybe rambling a little and getting emotional about the 400th episode. But I'm so happy that you guys were our, our guests for 400. Absolutely.
3: We're we're honored. Uh, I I just hope uh, Tails sent you guys two plates and you didn't have to split one.
5: Uh, We didn't get one for the show. We got nominated three times in a row, though. (laughs) Uh, I got one for— Oh, um, right. Yeah, you won for
3: Amaro. I'm sorry.
5: Yeah, Yeah. I won for uh, World's Best Spirit Selection. Um, Nice. 240-square-foot bar. Well,
3: congrats to (laughs) to you, too. Yeah.
5: Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, and, and just can still congratulate us on being nominated. We, we, we're we're yeah. not too we're not too uh, big for our britches to take that. You know um, what I
4: I think that with Tails nominations, you
5: know, when you win, you
4: get a plate. But you know, for me being nominated, send me a glass. You know, like send me something <laughs> I'm gonna use. <laughs> that's a little bit more on brand for what the the content is. You know, yeah, uh, you never, know, I've that...
5: never really understood the Tales of the Cocktail award being a big giant flat plate a charger like what, what am i supposed to do i see i see people trying to drink champagne off of it in the back room when they're when they're doing the awards and stuff like this. it's like nuts i'm yep. going to eat uh, i'm going to eat the spaghetti a la vodka off of mine when it comes
8: <laughs> there we the, go. the plate
3: the plate feels very fragile and i'll be shocked if I, I or one of my children don't break it within the next year so uh, <laughs> i don't even know what to do how do you display a plate do i take down my Commemorative Princess Diana plate and put it up. I guess so.
5: Never, yeah. never take down the princess. Never take it down. Okay. Never take the princess down. But you know they make those little plate uh, wall plate frame holders. Healies, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Didn't, I don't know. I see him on the top shelf over at Clover Club. She's got a whole set, I think. Yeah, they have. Got, they have a. They have a lot. Yeah. Plate, yeah, but
4: between Julie party. and Dave Wondrich, they can have a, a dinner party for about thirty people. Yeah, it's important. Didn't Phil Ward smash his after he got his, because he, I think, I think, uh, my, was it my, my well got like best themed bar or something like that. Yeah. And Phil, Phil didn't like the, the verbiage on that. So he smashed it at the (laughs) ceremony. That sounds
5: sounds like
4: Phil. Oh, Phil. Um, yeah, I do want to say, um, just, you know, before we get off the air here, uh, a huge thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, over the past almost 10 years, 400 episodes is, I I can't believe I've made it this long. I can't believe I'm still alive, honestly, Um, (laughs) you know, but 400 is a big number and, you know, I thought, I thought 100 was, and uh, you know, it's just, it's been really great. It's been a wonderful experience and all the conversations we've had, all the experiences, all the places we've seen people, we've got the opportunity to chat with and, it's just been really wonderful so I want to say thank you. I, I I wish and I will say this I wish we were all in the same space together, you know. It's so do uh, I yeah. haven't been in the actual studio for quite some time now. Uh Aaron you're in you're in Park Slope, right?
3: Yeah, I'm currently sitting on in my family in Volvo your office? on Union Street <laughs> and 5th Avenue. Nice. Dogs <laughs> just peeing right next to my car. It's sweltering. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's a glamorous life we live, guys.
7: Yeah. yeah. And Janae This where is you... where art comes from, guys.
6: Yeah.
4: And Janet, where are you calling in from?
6: I'm calling in from Roseville and I'm at home in my office.
4: Oh cool. I'm I'm in Marin, so uh, we uh, we're neighbors.
6: Yeah, we're not far at all.
4: Goldfarb and I were neighbors and now we're neighbors. So yeah. when this all settles down we'll have to get together talk about country music and drink some 12 ounce old fashions i like
5: that oh yeah <laughs> yeah maybe right. then, yeah. there we go there's a piece of content for you damon yeah, and you like should that. write a song together <laughs> yes i like it uh damon's uh, quite an accomplished guitar player and he's got a band uh a sort of alt country action you guys could do something together
8: oh that'd wow a, very that'd be, cool a,
5: that'd be a beautiful yeah. piece of content
4: this is going to be uh you know once the uh the COVID thing settles down it's gonna be one hell of a party y'all <laughs>
8: yes oh
4: yes Going to be a big reunion, actually, guys. I'll probably be out in Brooklyn, uh, you know, sometime before the end of the year. So, we'll we'll be sure to get together and do a, you know, a nice little uh, celebratory cheer for the uh, the four hundredth episode. Yeah, of I, one of one of our bars, Grand Army or Moria Margot, we can uh, try and drink some champagne off that plate. <laughs> no,
5: we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it at both. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Again, what a great episode. Really delightful to have you on today you're 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 a star um aaron oh, thanks so much for sharing this story with with us and with the world and and congratulations again on, on winning the award um and you know if you feel you're going to break the plate maybe maybe you send it to Shanae. she can hang it up in her house <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel
3: like i feel like she should at least have a replica and i might make one for her nice <laughs> Very cool.
5: um well that's all i've got for this episode unless uh unless you guys have something more i think uh-huh. that's
4: about it I, Can't pack too much more fun into this episode.
5: Yeah, this was really great. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Speakeasy 400 episodes deep. Thanks again to Damon Bolte for creating the show nearly 10 years ago and for having the uh, uh, lapse in judgment of asking me to come on the show some years ago. Uh, And and really happy to have Greg on board as well. The the, the machine is running smoother than ever, and uh, I look forward to the next 400.
4: Absolutely. Amen, brother. Thanks, guys.
5: Cheers, guys. Thanks so much.
4: All right, cheers, everyone. Cheers.
7: Right, cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. No, knows that country music's gonna save
2: your soul. The oh, in rhythm and blues that sound.
7: It's gonna get you in the air.
5: The Speakeasy is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to the Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio Network.
4: Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community?